Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday. November 20th Thanksgiving week is here um I thought we'd just get this out of the way early we will have an abridged um production this week we will do podcasts obviously today we will do one tomorrow and then we will have one come out Wednesday and then we'll take a little hiatus for Thanksgiving um you know everybody's nobody's gonna be listening to podcasts on Thanksgiving and Black Friday you'll be just watching the Jets get their butts kicked by the Dolphins on uh, Black Friday anyways um, so just wanted to get that out of the way early. It was a good week in the contest for me. Three and one pending chiefs, a lot of sweats on the board. Um, and sweats is like the operative word. Cause my son, as I told you guys, is playing Fortnite a lot now. And all these guys, like the new way to play is you call each other up and you play Fortnite and everybody's all sweaty. Um, and they're just so, oh my gosh. Like, That's how I am when I'm watching these NFL games. I mean, uh, the 49ers holding off. Uh, Baker Mayfield three times to to uh, to lock up the cover like I was sweating. Uh, Kyler Murray, I was sweating, and he could not deliver the cover. Um, but I do want to start with a team. I had no money on this game because I had no idea what the hell was going on. I'm going to start with the Chargers, the team out here in L.A., and Brandon Staley. They go to Green Bay. They put up a, a good fight. They have multiple opportunities to put this game away. And, folks, I, I can't stress it enough. We're recording this late Sunday night. I believe by the time you wake up and listen to this, Brandon Staley will be fired. I don't see how they can possibly bring him back. He had a little um, kerfuffle with a reporter after the game about how he's calling the defensive plays. They keep wanting to ask, like, Brandon, hey, you're a defensive guy. Who's calling the defensive plays? You guys gave up nearly 400 yards to Jordan Love. Uh, uh, Jordan freaking Love, 7 of 14 on third down. Late fourth quarter, Jordan Love, got to have it, got to have it. Boom, got it. Um, and just a devastating loss for the Chargers. They go to Green Bay, lose 23-20. I, you know, the jabronis on the internet are going to blame Justin Herbert again. Oh, Herbert, another loss. Uh, I see the idiots. I don't follow CBS Sports's, you know, social media or whatever. And they put out this, like, nobody has more losses as a quarterback than the start of 2020 than Justin Herbert. I'm like, well, that doesn't mean anything. Like, if you watch that game, 
and it was televised out here, so I watched it. There's no way on earth you could say, hey, that game's on Herbert. It's not. It's on the coach. Like, they can't stop anybody. Now, listen, they did lose Bosa in the first quarter, carted off in tears, doesn't look good. Um, It's just they can't stay healthy. It's one year it's Khalil Mack, the next year it's Bosa, it's Derwin James, it's everything. It's always something with these guys. And, you know, Herbert, every time he drops back to pass, it's basically like, all right, where's Keenan Allen? Let's throw into double coverage. Uh, Keenan, get open. 16 targets for Keenan Allen. He caught 10 of them. And after that, it's like Donald Parham, who's almost exclusively a red zone guy, dropped the fourth down play in the middle of the field. And then the rookie, Quinton Johnston, who they grabbed in the first round out of TCU. Um, I asked somebody who has been around the Chargers, and I think I might have used this quote with you guys. Um, so what's the deal with Johnson? A, why isn't he playing more? This is earlier in the season. And B, like, is he good? And they're like, oh, he's an athletic freak. And then, you know, he starts looking at the plays and running the wrong routes, and he's not locked in or dialed in. It's like the lights are are on. Is anybody home? And, it, that, I mean, that's an indictment of Quinton Johnson. Who took? Who got taken in the first round? Like Telesco, bro. What do you? How do you do that? And of course, Johnson, with the game deciding drive on the line, gets behind the DB because he's a freakish athlete with great speed and drops a beauty from Herbert. Just dropped it. I don't know why he was alligator arming it. There's no safety coming over to hit him. Just a devastating drop. I mean, listen, Austin Eckler fumbles at I think the two yard line. Like you just, it's one thing after another with the Chargers. And I think we just move on from Brandon Staley and we say, hey, let's we got Kellen Moore. Let's give Kellen Moore the reins. Let's see what he could do with this offense. Maybe he could turn some things around here in the final few uh, few games. And we probably aren't going to go to the playoffs, but we got to give it a shot with Kellen Moore. Get offensive. He's going to be obviously cheaper than, say, Jim Harbaugh, which, you know, Jim Harbaugh's got his own problems. Well, it sounds like he's going to the NFL, but we know Spanos historically has been cheap. My guess is Staley gets fired today. I would do it. Kellen Moore gets the keys. And, you know, Palmer comes off the IR soon. He's clearly their number two receiver. There isn't even a number two right now. I mean, they threw it. They threw a bomb to some guy named, what was his name? Storm, Shadow Storm, some nonsense. I'm like, who is this guy? Nobody has him in fantasy. And it's just good week in fantasy, by the way. But um, I, I just feel bad for Herbert, man, because he's the one who ends up catching all these strays went because the Dolphins are winning. Herbert obviously dominated the conversation last year. Herbert's had a great season, but they lose back-to-back games excruciating fashion. They've now lost three, four games by three points and one by two. It's like, when is, when is Herbert going to win a close game? It's not on him. Like, every single time, it's like the defense cannot get stops. And then the counter is, well, Jay, Herbert had the ball against Miami, got sacked. Okay, he got sacked. So, so what, Justin Herbert sucks because he took a sack at the end of the game and against Green Bay, uh, took a sack late? Like, it, it's just, if you've followed the Chargers closely, this team is not very good right now. And I know it's not great a good idea to fire a coach heading into um, Thanksgiving week, not a great look. And then you've got Baltimore at SoFi here uh, next weekend. Huge game, Sunday night football. Like, I don't think you want to trout, trot Staley out there. I just, I don't think so. Um, and then the after after the Baltimore game, like New England, Denver, Raiders, um, Denver, that's four, that's four potential wins. I mean, nothing's a layup for the Chargers right now. Um, 
there's a chance they sneak in case he could rest guys in the final game if they've got the number one seed locked up and it looks like they might. I don't even know who could who, who's like our strong candidate to be number two. But there there's a world where the Chargers can pull this off. Um, so I, I hate opening the pod like firing a guy, but I, I just can't look at Staley anymore. He's just such a disaster defensively. You you can't call yourself a defensive guy anymore when you let Jordan Love go up and down the field. Rob, I I know you. I know you're not the biggest Herbert guy, but I got to defend my my guy. Yeah, I'm I'm admittedly not the biggest Herbert guy, but even I can admit that Brandon Staley is the problem, and he has been the problem, and it's one of the reasons why before the season in NFL preview, I said I am not going to pick the Chargers to make the playoffs because Brandon Staley alone is worth three losses. He's going to find a way to inexplicably blow games, and first the micro, then the macro. You mentioned Jordan Love had a career day. He became the first Packers quarterback since December of 2021 to throw for over 300 yards in a game. It had, at the, at, it had been the longest active drought in the NFL until Sunday's game, right? So that's the small, that's a small picture. It means you made a mediocre passing offense look great, okay? Now let's go macro. Since Staley has taken over for the Chargers, they have allowed the third most points per game in the NFL, all right? Since 2021, the Chargers lead the NFL in plays given up of at least 25 yards, by far the most in the league. Entering Sunday's games, I wish we had this updated, but they haven't updated this specific stat yet. NFL offense had put up at least 475 yards 14 times in the 2023 NFL season. The Chargers defense is responsible for four of those. Oh my God. (laughs) So what is that like? 35% 35% of the worst defensive performances in the NFL this season have come under Brandon Staley, who is, by reputation, a defensive coach. It's, 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 it's the inverse of the Josh McDaniels situation that we had last week. If you are an offensive coach and your offense sucks, you should be fired. Brandon Staley is supposed to be a defensive coach. His defense sucks. He should be fired. He should have been fired last year after the playoff game when they blew that 27-point lead at Jacksonville. He should have been fired probably even before that when he inexplicably goes for it on fourth down inside of his own, what, 15-yard line? Several. I can even pick up one time. He did it, he did it against Minnesota. Minnesota. He did it against my Raiders. He's done it like multiple times. Like there should be multiple fire-up offenses. You have Khalil Mack last week. I don't even know if we touched on this. Last week they asked him, what went wrong against the Detroit Lions? And he's like, well, everything we prepared for, they did the opposite of that. Like, not great. And, and, Khalil, and Khalil Mack doesn't say anything. Like, and if he's saying things that, that tell you that this coach is in over his head, I don't know what to make of it. Like, he's got to go. Selfishly, as a Raider fan, I hope he stays because I'd like to get another win at the end of the season. Oh, yeah. But he is the worst. Yeah. He's and, such a terrible coach. And it's not... Again, Thanksgiving week is a tough time to get get guys out of town. But I'm going to piggyback Staley, and I'm going to say, if you were to ask me, Jason, what are the three most brutal losses all season, like for a team that, that were just brutal? Obviously, Dallas at Arizona week two, um, that, was, that was a brutal loss for the Cowboys. That was just absolutely devastating. Um, I think eclipsing that is the New York Giants – and Tommy DeVito, 31. Ron Rivera and the Washington Commanders, 19. Washington closed a nine-point dog. I saw that, remember, this was like 10 and a half, and I talked about it Monday. I was like, I think this is the first bet you got to make. 
and then it came down, and then it went back up on game day to like nine, nine and a half. It was like they were a huge favorite. And from basically the jump, the Giants were in control. And, and you know, listen, a lot of people are calling DeVito the worst quarterback in the league, or some were saying this is the worst quarterback we've seen in years. Like, he was unplayable. DeVito had three touchdown passes. Now, they did sack him. <laughs> this is hilarious. Washington sacked him nine times. I mean, that's – I don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback get sacked nine times, but still throw three touchdowns. DeVito looked poised. He I mean, delivered um, a strike to Darius Slayton. He had Saquon uh, a couple times. Like, DeVito looked like, okay, maybe this isn't the worst player in the world. Now, again, this is one result on the road, but a hell of a result. And, and Washington turned the ball over six times. They looked largely clueless on both sides of the ball. And dropping to four and seven, it's so funny how quickly the league changes. A couple of weeks ago, Washington had that nice win over Atlanta. Then it was the win over New England. And you're like, okay, you know, they could maybe fight the NFC's kind of weak. Maybe they could catch Minnesota. Uh-uh. It's not happening. Now you're four and seven. Now you go to Dallas on Thanksgiving, followed up by Miami. And I think it's officially a wrap on Washington's season. Now, if you want to get interesting, you want to get out in front of some things, Washington got new ownership. Remember, Daniel Snyder forced to sell the team. New owner comes in, Josh Harris. If you want to get out in front and be the first in line to talk to Jim Harbaugh, I think the earlier you can get move on from Rivera, the better. Washington trending toward having a top 10 pick. If Harbaugh likes his guy McCarthy, he's probably going to be there later, late top 10. It sounds like Bo Nix is maybe in the mix to go third. I'm doing my mock draft for Fox Sports. It'll be out this week. It, it, it just feels like when you look around the landscape, any team that is looking at a coach, whether it's Atlanta, Washington, uh, we talked about the Chargers, the, the cheap Chargers. If you want to make a run at Harbaugh, I think you're going to have to move on from your coach, coach earlier than later. The Chicago Bears, a lot of people want to pencil Harbaugh in. Jose Midwest guy. He's got that Midwest blue-collar ethos. It's a perfect fit. <clears throat> you better get rid of uh, better get rid of your guy, Eberflus, quick. Um, and Justin Fields, by the way, really strong performance, I thought, um, in, a, in a great cover, although they tried like hell to blow it. It just feels to me like the race for a Harbaugh, I think Washington is legit in play when you're as desperate and as bad. I mean, they, the stadium's half full, like – People want to be excited about the new regime, but the team, the product stinks. All these media members who I who I said, Sam Howell ain't the guy. Every week, Rob, that he has a good game, they're like, oh, see, Sam Howell. <laughs> Sam, they're starting to say, Sam Himwell. He, he is him. They think that. They're saying this about Sam Howell. And I'm like, okay, guys. So um, what happened this week? They had six turnovers. Uh, did you see the pick six? He couldn't throw the ball out of bounds, and it was run back the other way. Like, Howell was a, a train wreck. I don't know. I, if I'm Rivera, I'm without a doubt just saying, listen, guys, get rid of me or now so I can enjoy my holiday. I don't want to have to be game planning for games that are relevant. Like, if I'm Rivera, I'm ready to move on. He's probably going to retire. You know, he's getting up there in age. And I, I would, if I'm Washington, I'm making a run at Harbaugh. And, and in all honesty, Rob, this won't be popular. I'm exploring the idea of saying, hey, you want to have some say over the roster? We'll work with that. That's how desperate Washington is. In a division with Dallas, which is very good, the Philadelphia Eagles, who are a juggernaut and played, we'll have best bet Eagles uh, Chiefs tonight. Um, we'll do that at the end of the podcast. But, like, you got to get your act together. Giants, by the way, look like they'll be picking in the top five and maybe get a shot at Drake May or Caleb Williams. So 
I think you really got to look at Washington and Jim Harbaugh, uh, Rob. I, I think that's got to be the play for the, for the Commanders. Does Harbaugh get to bring in Connor Stallions? Because that seems to be the only success he's had as a Oh, they were recently. beating Maryland just, just 23 to 3. Just dude. say we're it. Blowing the cover. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code STRAIGHTFIRE only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, 
21 and up, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Look, as far as Washington, yeah, I totally agree. I think uh, Ron Rivera, he he's not a terrible coach, but he's clearly like the bottom of mediocre. <laughs> so th- there's a there's a, a good window for you that, that you can upgrade from him. The, the, the thing I have an issue with, and we didn't even talk about this before we started recording, is I kind of feel bad for Eric Bieniemy because he's been waiting and waiting to get his shot to be a head coach. He kept getting passed over, kept getting passed over. So he says, all right, let me go to Washington where I can call plays and show that I'm a solid coordinator. Maybe this will help me get my next head coaching job. Sam Howell, who I know that you don't particularly like, but just statistically. Uh, he could be a backup for a long time. It's not well, that I don't ju- like him. I just don't think he's ju- anything great. Okay, well, just statistically, his he's currently on pace to outperform Kirk Cousins 2015, which was breakout season, RG3's rookie season, which was magical until he tore his knee up 2012, uh, break Sonny Jurgensen's 56-year-old touchdown record in D.C., and is likely to finish in the top 10 in several quarterback metric you know, statistics. Wow. But because this team is such a dumpster fire, because Ron Rivera, who's like Brandon Staley, is like a defensive-minded guy, and their defense seems to get shredded a lot, is probably going to get fired. I wouldn't be surprised if they bring in a Jim Harbaugh or somebody else that they kind of give them carte blanche to decide what they want to do with the, the coaching staff. Eric Bieniemy is going to get fired again, and he's going to have to start this whole process all over again. And the way the NFL is leaning right now, it's very, very difficult to find a head coach that is, number one, not offensive-minded, right? Because if you are, that guy's going to call his own plays. Yeah. So where is he going to go, Eric Bieniemy, that is, that's going to give him the opportunity to start building his reputation back up? He's collateral damage. And that's what, I mean, Ron Rivera, yes, deserves to probably be fired. But at the same time, it's kind of like, it, it sucks what's going to happen to him. He, yeah. he's, he's lost in the crossfire. No, you're right. Um, I guess there's a small chance that he could latch on with one of his guys who land, one of his guys who lands a job somewhere, and maybe he's like, hmm, quarterback's coach? That'd have to be a step back, a considerable step back. Or maybe right. suck it up and go back to the Chiefs, and, and, and Andy Reid is willing to make you the OC again. I don't know what, if, the, if their OC moves on. It's a tough business. It sucks. He, these guys have worked for a long time. Kellen Moore... I, it feels like he was at Boise State yesterday. Spends all this time in Dallas waiting for his turn, waiting for his turn, waiting for his turn. Just just didn't didn't happen. And now he's with the Chargers. Got a great quarterback. Head coach is a buffoon. And, you're, I mean, he gets a trial run. Now, I think he's got a better chance to stick because he's A, offensive, and B, he's cheap. And I think the Spanos family— the ownership family, is cheap. Yeah, yeah. Owner, the Spanos family's not going to want to shell out money because they never have at all. Um, all right, besides firing coaches, which is not my favorite thing to do, I didn't know, Rob, if we should go to my guy, Brock Purdy, who I've said weeks ago when he was like 20, 25 to 1, should be the MVP, uh, a perfect day against the Tampa Bay Bucks, or or C.J. Stroud, who wasn't perfect but was really, really good, and the, and the Texans, man, I was way wrong about this team. Um, I thought those were two interesting results. I, I would start with... Um, Brock Purdy in San Francisco. Uh, obviously, I took them in the contest, and I had to sweat it out at the end. Um, 
with San Francisco's defense kind of just being shaky. Now, I, I did see something. I still, you know, think San Francisco's probably going to the Super Bowl from the NFC, but I did see something. Uh, Mufunga, the safety, went down. He basically got juked uh, by the, is it Rashad Johnson? Whoever the number one is on, on Tampa, he's he's got some moves. And he just juked the Rashad hell out of White. Oh, White, there it is, White. And he just juked the hell out of Mufunga, who like, Basically got his ankles broken and then came out of the game and they're like, oh, he's not returning knee injury. And I was like, oh, hopefully just a tweak and nothing serious. Because that secondary kind of got lit up by Evans and, and Godwin. And in between the 20s, Baker was able to move the ball fine. I, I just, it seems a little susceptible. You go up against Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown and could be a problem. And, and I know this is going to be popular. Everybody's going to say, oh, they already killed Dallas. Just rematches are difficult. Okay, I'll toss this in there, Rob, because I know people love to hear about this. So in, um, you know, U12 girls soccer, we lost to a team during the season. My buddy coaches his team. They're, they ended up being the number one seed in the tournament. We had a rematch with them uh, on Saturday, and we were down our uh, our leading scorer who was out of town. And, you know, I put all my effort into this rematch. Like, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, waking up in the middle of the night thinking about lineup changes for U12 girls soccer. Listen, I'm a competitive sick son of a son of a gun. And we schemed up, like, the perfect game. The kids executed. We took down the number one seed, eliminated them. I mean, basically, I'm just telling you guys, rematches are hard. And that's why in our men's league, we play Mozgov in the semifinals. And all our guys are like, oh, we smashed them by 25. They're not that good. And I'm like, guys, (laughs) this is an NBA player, okay? You think he's going to roll over? Like, he's going to be ready and cooking up some stuff. Rematches are difficult. And... I, I just worry a little bit about San Fran against the Dallas passing attack. I, I, I just putting that out there now. Dak, CD, the tight ends are looking good. Like, I, I, I'm not saying I'm picking Dallas in the rematch. Obviously, huge coaching advantage for San Fran. But that 49ers secondary looked a little spotty. That being said, Brock Purdy carried them. And Rob, uh, listen, in a year where Mahomes has been good but not totally distinguished himself— um, you know, Dak doesn't have enough big wins. When it comes to MVP, guys, it's almost certainly for the last decade uh, the the quarterback from the number the one or the number two seed. Detroit, by pulling one out against Chicago, it could be the number one seed. Or it's going to be San Francisco. I The Eagles' schedule is too tough. I don't think it will be the Eagles. And in the AFC, like, I don't know, it ain't going to be Trevor Lawrence, that's for sure. Um you're looking at basically Kansas City and Mahomes, and I don't think Mahomes has been incredible. I wonder if Purdy's going to get in the discussion. It's uh, listen. I know you're not as big of a fan of Purdy. I'm just telling you, Rob. The guy makes plays. Like you could, we could say moxie or grit or whatever any of these nerdy words are to describe like you know average white guys who he's like what six one two ten. Like it's like a normal guy. You bump into him at Starbucks and you're like, you're an NFL quarterback. Who's leading the league in EPA? That's you? Like, you'd be stunned. And, and he just delivers every game. And I know he has a weapons in the coach, but Rob, I'm just telling you, man, this guy Purdy's making some throws, dude. Absolutely. And I'm a little bit offended that you say I'm not a Purdy guy because um, if you recall on this podcast a few weeks ago before the slump, I said this was going to be his Joe Burrow season. That's fair. Remember Joe Burrow took the Bengals to the Super Bowl in the year two and everyone was like, okay, yes, he is an elite quarterback. There's nothing we can say anymore about the injuries or what have you. This guy is just regarded now as a top five to seven quarterback minimum, and then that's where the conversation starts to get interesting. Brock Purdy yesterday 
had a perfect passer rating, 158.3, 21 to 25, 333, three touchdowns, no picks. That's good. What's funny about that is, well, number one, between this past Sunday and last Sunday, he has a passer rating combined of 157.3, the highest by any NFL quarterback over a two-start span since that stat has been charted in 1950. Whoa. So Patrick Mahomes didn't do it. Peyton Manning didn't do it. Aaron Rodgers didn't do it. Tom Brady didn't do it. Uh, Joe Montana didn't do it. Dan Marino didn't do it. Brock mother effing Purdy is the guy with the highest passer rating over two games. But, you know, some people are like, well, passer rating is a flawed stat. It doesn't really take into account situation. That's, and yada, no, that's yada, a you know, fair right? counter. They say QB, QBR is the one that you look at nowadays, right? The ESPN one, because they talk about game score and game script and how difficult of a throw it was and yada, yada, yada. He had a perfect passer rating yesterday. And based on QBR, it was his fourth best game of the season. <laughs> like Brock Purdy, I know that it, because he, he's not. Like you mentioned, he looks like an unassuming guy. He doesn't have a laser rocket arm like Josh Allen. He's not throwing statuesque monorails like uh, uh, Justin Herbert. He doesn't have the improvisational skills of a Jalen Hurts or a Lamar or a Patrick Mahomes. But he just plays the quarterback position at an extremely high level. That throw on the deep touchdown pass to Brandon Ayuk was as good as any throw that was made on Sunday. Yeah. And because of, in my opinion, where he was drafted, because he's Mr. Irrelevant, everybody's going to go into it saying, oh, well, it's the coach. It's the weapons. It's this. It's that. They don't want to admit that, dude, he's just a good quarterback. I I don't know if he's elite, like, you know, in that category, the top four or five. I I wouldn't say that right now. But he's just a good quarterback. And the sooner that we can admit that what we're seeing is not a mirage, that that he is making plays outside of just the system or the weapons around him, I think the better off will be. And, and I think that to your point, he's got a very, very good shot to win MVP. Yeah. Well, because it, they're going to be in the top two and he's going to have great numbers. It, just listening to you and explain it. I had to, I had this thought probably too hot of a take for Monday morning. You know, there's another quarterback of some renown who was drafted late and early in his career. All he did was kind of win big games and look good. Well, it's the system and, They have this really legendary coach, although he wasn't a legend at the time. And and his name is Tom Brady. And I'm not comparing Brock Purdy to Tom Brady. I'm saying if you think back and look back at early Brady stats, you see low 60s completion percentage. I know it was a different era two decades ago. Um, You see not a ton of mistakes. Remember, he was a game manager for the longest time. Drew Bledsoe was the guy with the cannon arm that he replaced. And it was like, okay, this guy's a good game manager. And that's what he was. It wasn't, Rob, and correct me if, you, if I'm wrong here, until Brady got Moss, he didn't make the jump to light speed. The right. year he got Moss, completion percentage, 68. They undefeated in the regular season. 4,800 yards passing. Like the year before, he was 3,500 yards. 50 touchdowns. And then it was like, oh my gosh, Tom Brady's the guy. But he had to fight for respect the first six years. Like six years of being like, hey, all he does is win. He goes to some Super Bowls. Well, he finished top three in the MVP. It, he didn't get his first MVP until Brady. And I feel like my thing is Purdy's not going to get the respect that we're giving him from the unwashed masses until he does it on a big stage. I need to see Brady. 
I'm sorry, I need to see Purdy pull a Brady and go the length of the field in Detroit in the second round of the playoffs. Then I need to see him beat the Eagles at the link. I need to see big game spots from Brock Purdy. And, and I guess that's that's reasonable, but you know what? You won't buy stock until he's already proven. We've already got the stock, right? We like finding right. finding those diamonds in the rough, and I think that's what he is. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Like, he's... He just, he's nails. I mean, I know he has Kittle and Ayuk and Debo and like they got weapons galore. But I, I, again, you can't tell me that there's 10 quarterbacks out there you're taking over Purdy. There, I, no, there and, is. There's, and, and, and there's a lot of guys who got weapons. Like up until this Sunday, this week, was Trevor Lawrence having a good season? He's still no. not, dude. He, no, I mean, yeah. but he had a great game on Sunday. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, he's got Doug Peterson, a Super Bowl champion coach. He's got Travis Etienne. He's got uh, Calvin Ridley. Ridley. He's got. Yeah. He's got uh, 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 Christian Kirk. Like, he's got weapons, too. Almost every great quarterback in the NFL right now has great weapons outside of what probably Mahomes, but he has arguably the greatest tight end ever. So everybody's got weapons. It's just that people – it's just – is this game not sexy enough for you? Is that what it is? Is is Brock Purdy just not making the highlight real throws that you're like – Yeah. That's, that, that's why it. you're never going to give him the respect he deserves. Because outside of these games where he was concussed, remember he got concussed. What was it in the Minnesota game? That's right. And he and he threw those two interceptions. Like you're you're looking at on on the season, 18 touchdowns, five picks. Take away those two concussed interceptions, he's at 18 and three. Yeah. Like what can you say then? I just I don't understand the hate towards Brock Purdy. Yeah, I don't get it. It's just I I don't know. It just you're right. It feels a little weird. Um. I, I got to give some more props to C.J. Stroud, who uh, I got. I got to be finished gam- gambling against Houston. I, I first inclination. By the way, Jags Texans might be the game of the week this week. I don't know. It's certainly up there. It's for first place in the division. Something I never thought I'd say about Houston. Their defense is still quite bad, um, but Stroud and, and if you don't have Tank Dell in fantasy, boy, did you miss the boat. I mean, Tank Dell is so fast, gets everything. I, I don't know. I, this Houston team, man. I think I, I, it's probably just one year, but their offensive coordinator is dialing up some stuff. See, nobody throws the ball down the field more than C.J. Stroud. Every game, they're just complete chunk plays galore. And even though he had a couple big mistakes in the red zone to keep Arizona in it, Rob, let's be real. Like, I'm watching Stroud, and it's like, you have confidence. Third and eight, like, it's not a sweat. Like, Zach Wilson drops back on third and eight. You're like, shh, don't turn the friggin' ball over. You know, half the other quarterbacks in the league are like, ooh, I don't know, I don't know. Jordan Love, spotty, third and eight. C.J. Stroud drops back. It's like, oh, we're good. We got this. And it's not like he has a star receiver. Um, I, I look at look look at their numbers. 419 yards, 22 first downs, 9 of 13 on third down. Again, 1 for 4 in the red zones where they screwed up. Uh, and Stroud threw three interceptions. He had a funny quote after the game about how, hey, when Steph Curry misses a couple threes, he doesn't stop shooting. <laughs> I was like, all right, I CJ, love that. CJ, let's dial it back, buddy. You're, you're not quite in the Curry uh, stratosphere yet. Um, but yeah, I, I'm watching that game, and it's, it's just killing me that they just keep moving the ball. I mean, their offense is kind of sort of unstoppable, and the kid's Slowick, uh, who came over from San Fran. I, it's probably too early for him to get looks as a head coach, but... I'm sure after this year he will. And I'll say this, Rob. If you want to get real spicy and start thinking about, and there's some teams already thinking about next year, I'll put this out there. Buffalo Bills, let's just say they miss the playoffs or lose in the first round, okay? The Josh Allen contract starts to go up. Guys start making some moves. Do you consider maybe 
let's move off of uh, Stefan Diggs. He's a bit of a headache. His brother's putting out this stuff. Remember the stuff at camp? Like, listen, Diggs is amazing. But the, the kid Shakur had an, has, been, has been a revelation. Like, we could find receivers. Is there a world where the Texans say, hey, we got a quarterback on a rookie deal we can spend? We like Tank Dell. We like Nico Collins. We like Noah Brown. Let's go Annie up and grab us Diggs. Um, the move is go get skill position players. The thing is, Houston's turning like not re- renowned guys into like household names. Dalton Schultz is having a great year. The defense is where they need to spend most of their money. But man, it, 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 this team is going to have a ch- like when you're this good in year one with the rookie. The sky's the limit. Like you've got to go all in. Like the the Bengals with Burrow, um, the Jags to an extent with Lawrence. Like the the window closes quick, and who knows if you know Stroud will be a major franchise quarterback. Certainly looks like it this year, but uh, again, what ten games? But like you you could go through the list of any of them, uh, the big name wide receivers, and I think Houston's going to be big game hunting. Even Trevor Lawrence uh, gets Calvin Ridley from from the uh, from the Falcons. It's like wow, that's huge. Now, Lawrence hasn't been amazing, as you articulated, but this is one of those, like, holy cow, we've got something. Let's go all in and rob that division. It's there for the taking. Uh, Texans are are spicy. Yeah, and and you know what's funny? This was probably the worst game of C.J. Stroud's rookie season. Yeah. You know, and you mentioned the three interceptions. For most rookie quarterback, that's like par for the course, right? You see a guy, he completes a high percentage, two touchdowns, three picks. Yeah, that, that's about what you would expect. That would be like a Bryce Young type game. That would be a, a even an Aiden O'Connell type game. And they would find a way to lose that game because that's just what rookie quarterbacks go through. C.J. Stroud, however, has the moxie, to your point, converts on third down at a high percentage and is able to hang on for a victory to keep pacing that division. You brought up Tank Dell and, and you said anyone didn't get him in fantasy. You missed the boat. I had him in fantasy and I traded him. Ooh. So... I don't. I, I guess you could say I was on the boat and then I jumped off of it, which probably is even worse Would than you missing try the to boat altogether. No, I, I traded him as like a throw-in in another deal. Ooh. So yeah, it didn't didn't work out for me. But like they, they are, they're coming. And, and to your point, he's none of the guys. I think you know Tank Dell's a rookie, obviously. Um, I don't know what Nico Collins' uh, salary situation, but it can't be high enough where it's going to behoove you from getting a Stephon Diggs for getting in the trade market for a Devontae Adams or pick your favorite signing T Higgins oh, outright Devontae, in free agency. Yeah. You know, like they, they can be major players and be a major headache yeah. in that AFC South. When we thought coming into the season that the Jags were going to run this show for years to come. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to be that way at all. Um, man, that game, that's going to be a good game next week. I like, I forgot about Devontae Adams. Yeah. Let, let me quickly talk about the jets. So people don't think I'm ducking them. Um, because Rob was like, oh, we got to talk about Zach Wilson getting benched. And my first thought was, dude, it was 29-6 in the third. Like, what's the point? But it's going to be a talking point. It's the Jets. It's uh, whatever. I, I, this is the from the How Your Sausage Gets Made uh, media files. Sunday morning, the media, quote-unquote, insiders um, like to put out stuff to stir the pot, get, you know, get, get a new news cycle started. This is how you know something's up. Adam Schefter. Devontae Adams is going to be the number one target of the New York Jets this coming offseason. I see the headline. I'm like, bro, it's the freaking middle of November. What, what do you mean? It's five months from now the Jets want to target Devontae Adams? How is that news? What? And then Ian Rappaport, almost 
you know, within the next 30 minutes. Aaron Rodgers is targeting Christmas as a return date to the NFL if the Jets are still in contention. Oh, oh, what? He hasn't practiced. He hasn't set foot on a practice field. He hasn't run. What are we doing? Stop. Why is this news coming out? And I, I had a hunch that the Jets were going to get smoked. A bunch of people, you know, the Bills took money. It was up to nine, I think, at kickoff. And remember, this was like seven, seven and a half. Um, that's big professional money, moving it through seven and a half, through eight, up to nine. Nine's kind of a dead number. It, why would this stuff come out the morning of a big game against the Bills in which they're underdogs? I think the Jets' front office is trying to control the media narrative knowing, man, we're in trouble. We're gonna, Bills' team's going to be angry. And Zach Wilson ain't winning in Buffalo. And we already beat them. They're going to be pissed. They're coming off a rough patch. That Monday night loss, we're, we're, we're in trouble. My guess is the Jets said, Woody Johnson's going to be pissed. The media's going to hammer us. Let's try to get some misdirection going. And, and I know you guys can laugh at me. This is how the shit works. I'm not even making this up. You need to control the narrative in the media if you want to have a chance. And a lot of these guys don't do it. Brandon Staley, I talked about, he ain't doing a good job of it at all. I mean, there's really nothing he can do. Telesco might be trying to save his job. Like he, that J.C. Jackson trade was very quiet. Like, oh, I gave J.C. Jackson $90 million or whatever the number was. And they trade him after seven games because it was such a train wreck. Or, or, you know, he was injured last year, but you trade him after like, he played like 12 games or something minuscule. Like, these moves aren't getting highlighted because a lot of the GMs are trying misdirection with the media. Hey, hey, uh, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers coming back. We good, we good. Who's ready? Who's fired up? Uh, what about now? What about the longest playoff drought in the freaking league? You know, what about not going after, say, Josh Dobbs when you could have? Why did you go after Kirk Cousins? I know he got hurt, but in the offseason when it was Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson and Lamar, well, it wasn't really Lamar, but Lamar was having issues with Baltimore. Why didn't you guys throw a Hail Mary for freaking Lamar Jackson? Who knows? Maybe they would have moved on. Oh, well, Joe Douglas happened to work in Baltimore before, and Joe Douglas is like, we don't want, we don't want to get in the Lamar business. And then there's Woody Johnson, who's like a star, you know what? And he wants to get totally in bed with Aaron Rodgers, just like he did with Favre. We know how the Favre thing worked out. Not great. It was good for, what, a 9-3 and three start, then it fell apart? And now the Aaron Rodgers thing worked for four plays. I'm just telling you, this Jets malaise is going to continue. I, I cannot see Rodgers coming back. But the, the idea of him coming back could try to save the job of Salah and Douglas. And it's like, okay, well... You guys are just basically letting Aaron Rodgers run the franchise for, what, one more year? Like, yeah, I was excited after it happened, but let the record show I wanted Lamar Jackson. And Rob knows that, and the guys who watch the herd know that. Um, I don't know that Lamar could have been had, but I think you've got to try, just as the Jets should have tried to get a backup quarterback when Rodgers went down. You can't tell me Tim Boyle is an option. The Jets are facing the Dolphins this week. It's in New York. All you can hope for is a crappy weather and, and the Dolphins sucking and not being able to just destroy you. Because the Dolphins clearly were looking ahead to the Jets game when they played with their food for three hours with Rob G's Raiders and, and nearly blew the game. Uh, they did get the win. They did not get the cover. I thought the defense looked shaky. Uh, a lot of Dolphins fans pushed back. I mean, Aiden O'Connell, Rob, was making throws. Looked like a, a, a NFL quarterback. Dudes were open all over the field. I didn't think the Dolphins' defense was great. Um, 
Miami moved the ball at will, just had mental mistakes, turnovers, randomness. Uh, I, I don't know, Rob. I, I'm just ranting on the Jets. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Football is back. No more preseason games. The regular season is here. While we all love watching our favorite teams on television, there is nothing better than being at a game live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is on GameTime, the fastest-growing ticketing app in the U.S. For last-minute amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football teams this September, download GameTime. And it's not just football. GameTime has tickets to baseball games, concerts, and comedy shows across the country. Download the GameTime app and redeem code JMAC for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the GameTime app and enter code JMAC. That's J-M-A-C for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Something magical happens when the third quarter ends and the fourth quarter begins. The energy changes. The fourth quarter is where games are won, where champions are made. And in business, it's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win in Q4 and close the year strong. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. Smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. And with an easy-to-use deal management tool, reps can find, track, and close deals all in one place. Plus, AI forecasting helps you accurately predict future success, which means less hoping for deals and more crushing targets. Put your sales team on the fast track to win Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at hubspot.com slash sales. Before we get to best bet, any, any thoughts on either the Jets or your Raiders or Dolphins? Oh, no, just quickly on the Jets. It's easy to pile on Zach Wilson, but I've done that enough. Let me just point this out to you. When you mentioned Woody Johnson being all in bed with Aaron Rodgers, and, and that was he kind of sold his soul in that situation. And Colin Coward said this a lot on his show, and if you don't listen to Colin's show, then you're missing out because Jason McIntyre is on and he does a phenomenal job. <laughs> but Colin has said on this before that when they missed on Zach Wilson, 
it led to a cascade of other bad decisions as a way to try to make up for it. Aaron Rodgers being exhibit A, B, C, D, E, and F of that, you know, situation. Tim Boyle is not a good quarterback. I don't think he's even a good backup quarterback. You know why he's in New York? Because he's friends with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> is that real? Okay. He's, he was the backup in Green Bay. And so, you know, he's Nathaniel Hackett has been a bad coordinator his entire career. The things that Sean Payton said, even though they were aggressive, they were accurate. Why is he in New York? Because he's friends with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Alan Lazard got a big payday. Gave you zero catches, zero yards on one target. Why did he get paid? Why is he in New York? Because he's friends with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Randall Cobb, I don't even think was active on Sunday. Why is he in New York, even though he's clearly washed? Because he's friends with Aaron Rodgers. Ugh. Dalvin Cook, they gave him the big money in the offseason. Two carries, 13 yards, has been in the doghouse basically the last month of the season. Yeah. Why is he there? Because he's friends with Aaron Rodgers. They're doing all these things to appease Aaron Rodgers because they missed on Zach Wilson so badly that they think this is their only way to get back to being relevant. So it's like you're being at a blackjack table, you catch a run of bad hands, and rather than cutting your losses and moving on, you keep going into hawk for more. Here's another 20. Here's another 20. Here's another 20. You're doubling and doubling. And next, you know, instead of being down 100, you're down 600. <laughs> and you got and you got to, you know, call up a buddy to, to loan you some money so you can take a train to get back home. Like, it, it just, they're in a bad situation. They're not going to be in a much better situation when they, you know, stick with ball the rest of the season. It's going to be bad. Um, and the thing is, do you take a quarterback at the top of the draft? We'll get well, into that later Rogers in the, in the season. Rodgers is going to push back against that, clearly. Exactly. Well, but that, that, that's going to be a conversation for later on this season, maybe early next year that we'll have that conversation. Yeah. But it's going to be something that they really need to think about we got to see how high they pick this is crazy so i i didn't even think to look up tim boyle i once you said he was with the packers oh let me ch- see what he did I, i'm not even making this up rob i just called up tim boyle's stats in college so he goes to yukon okay i'm not even this is crazy 2013 14 and 15 he's not the starter in yukon he throws one touchdown and 13 interceptions I don't even know how that's possible at UConn. So, <laughs> so, then you've got him, oh, let me transfer to Eastern Kentucky, and maybe I can thrive there. And he started at Eastern Kentucky and had 11 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. Yes, his college football career, he had 12 touchdowns and 26 interceptions. 12 touchdown passes in his career, and he's in the NFL. Rob, that's like a month for Caleb Williams. Okay, <laughs> he threw twelve touchdown passes his career, and now he's in the NFL. Like, I, 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 and he's your backup. That was your game plan when Rodgers went down. Instead of going out and getting a credible guy to push Zach Wilson, Zach's your guy. Why? Well, if we go out and get somebody else, then it makes it look like, you know, uh, I don't know that we messed up with Zach. And well, no shit, you messed up with Zach, you morons. So they're trying to protect now the GM Joe Douglas, who knows his head's on the chopping block. Oh, by the way, Makai Becton. Having a good season. Goes down, injured again, carted off. I'm afraid to even look, Rob, to see what the status update is. But, like, uh, again, I'm not going to kill Zach Wilson. He's not a great quarterback. We know that. What I will say is the defensive, uh, the offensive line has just been a rotating door. I think my notes here has they've started 14 different offensive linemen this season. Like, some of the, the good teams have had cohesiveness on the offensive line. You're trying to start the same guys every week. They started their seventh different offensive line combination against the Bills. 
their right guard, somebody named Chris Glasser, has not had snaps on the offensive line all season before yesterday. Okay? Like, Wilson didn't have a chance. Tim Boyle would not have a chance. You know who would have had a chance? The Pastronaut, Josh Dobbs, because he could just run around and try to make plays. Anyways, let's move on. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Monday Night Football, Rob. We got a amazing Chiefs, Eagles. Um, I, I don't really know where to go other than I took the Eagles at – I'm sorry, I took the Chiefs. I took the Kansas City Chiefs in the contest at two and a half. I'm not going to bore you with all the numbers about Patrick Mahomes – um, under a field goal. I'm not going to bore you with all the numbers about Andy Reid off of a bye, 21-3 and three in the regular season. Everybody knows that. and it, it, it's, it, it, None of that stuff is predictive. What is predictive, I think, is that the Kansas City Chiefs, as I said last week here on the pod, have been to, I think, what, four Super Bowls, Rob, here in the last, like, six years? They're, they've been just so freaking good. Maybe it's three Super Bowls. But bottom line Been to is, three, one, two. Been to three, one, two. And Patrick Mahomes is, like, pretty clearly one of the elite quarterbacks that the league has ever seen in terms of talent-wise. And, yes, he's with Reed, but he won with Tyreek, and they left. Tyreek left, and they're winning with Kelsey. And, like, it's not been amazing this year. But you know what? This is a team that shows up for the big games. And it's tough for you to sell me that why, why isn't Patrick Mahomes smashing the Vikings in October? Oh, the Vikings who were at the time, I think, winless? Like, they know they're going to win that game. It's tough to, for them to, in my mind, lock in and to, when you know that your opponent's vastly inferior. Jason, they lost to the Broncos. They look terrible. Yeah, the Broncos are in the division. The last time they played the Broncos, Denver could barely move the football. Of course, they, Mahomes gets sick. You go in inclement weather in Denver. You've got guys fighting for their jobs in Denver. I mean, the Chiefs are like, do we have like postseason, uh, you know, hotel reservations? Like you start thinking, like, geez, who do I get on the Super Bowl list for my family to go if we get there? Like the Chiefs are just so far ahead of many of their opponents, and as soon as the Chargers start falling off, you're like, well, the division's ours. You know, I can see them taking their foot off the gas, getting swept up in the Taylor Swift stuff. I don't see any of that being a problem here. This is a rematch of the Super Bowl. The Eagles are the cream of the crop in the NFC. I think this is going to be a phenomenal game. Um, my gut tells me, I think both teams are off a bye. My gut tells me I would play the under as we've seen some teams come off the bye. Miami was off a bye. They look kind of sluggish at times, like not as crisp and buttoned up. Um, some mental mistakes when it mattered. They did not come close to covering against uh, Raiders, which was not great for me. Um, I don't know. Uh, Rob, I'll go 23-20. Kansas City in a close good game. I I really like Jalen Hurts, so I don't like going against him. But I just I I really like this Chiefs team and what they're doing. I can't wait to see McDuffie uh, uh, against A.J. Brown. That's going to be like appointment viewing because McDuffie's playing at another level right now, and A.J. Brown's been great. What I don't think McDuffie can remove him, but if they take away Brown, what's the counterpunch for Philly? Um, I like the head coach there. I, I, I there's a lot to like about this Philly team. I just I do wonder um, if they're going to be able to move the ball as well as they have against teams they're more familiar with. For instance, uh, the tight end Goddard's out. Um, you know, I, I don't. Who who's his backup? This kid Jack Stoll. Like, can you count on him? I, I don't know. 
Um, so, Rob, I'll go uh, Chiefs 23, Eagles 20. I, I hate to agree with you. Like, I, I think it's more fun when we disagree. And before you gave your picks, I all I had was Chiefs and the under. Yeah. So the last I checked, the under was 45 and a half. So, yes, I'm right there with you. Chiefs two and a half point favorites as of this recording. To your point, I think A.J. Brown is going to be the key to this game. If Now, personally, what I would do is I'd probably put McDuffie on Devonta Smith mm. and just try to take him out of the game completely and then double team or cloud cover A.J. Brown. Because the Philadelphia Eagles, if you're a fantasy fan are great because their offense is funneled basically through three guys. It's A.J. Brown, it's Devonta Smith, it's Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard is hurt. If you can find a way to just erase Devonta Smith, you're going to have a great chance to beat them. That's not bad. Because, because I, don't think, I don't think as good as McDuffie is, he can single-handedly erase A.J. Brown. I think he can erase Devonta Smith. Um, very similar to the, to the 49ers. A lot of their fantasy output is just these th- the same four guys. So if you can do whatever you can to eliminate one of them, it makes it a lot easier for you. Uh, I know you don't like to bring up the stat, but I love Andrew Reid off a of bye. Like that's just one of those, whatever your 401k is, take about half of it out and throw oh, it on the, on the, on the money line. Uh, that's, what, that's one of those situations because he is just historically awesome, Andy Reid off a of bye. So I'm with you. Give me the Eagles. I'll take the two and a half and give me the under. All right, should be a good one. We are back tomorrow. We will talk to you then. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.